0: welcome to the true masculine project my name is eric i'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity on this show we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be if you are new to the show welcome and you may want to head on over to the intro episode uh describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here and for the rest of us on to the show hey and welcome to the show on this week's episode we are starting a review or sort of point counterpoint uh we'll see how it goes with a book who sort of started a movement or at least a blog that was turned into a book that started a movement called the rational mail by rollo Tomasi. um and there's a bit of controversy about this which is why i thought it would be good to sort of discuss uh get my points out on the table with this one Um, Just to give you a little hint into his popularity if you have not heard of it. uh, So there's a subreddit sort of dedicated to this way of thinking that a bunch of guys have adopted uh, from this guy. It's apparently a really famous blog that he runs. But the subreddit is called The Red Pill. It's got 1.7 million subscribers or dudes who uh, sort of want to read what's going on with other men in this philosophy uh, towards women and dating, which we'll get to so, I've already sort of talked about dating with the Mark Manson models book, which I like a lot. But uh, I've noticed that the guys who sort of subscribe to this as a way of being tend to be a little bit more angry uh, towards women. So, I wanted to figure out was it the source that they're just sort of reading and adopting? Have they been hurt in the past? Do I agree with the stuff in this book? Do I not agree with the stuff in this book? And just sort of uh, sort it out for myself. Now, um, I'm three hours into this, uh, this is a 12 hour audiobook. So, we're just going to sort of get my musings about how this goes, what I think about it in comparison to um, my philosophies on dating what a quote unquote alpha male or a high value male, as I like to call it, um, acts. And if the book is uh, BS, you know, an enlightening truth that all men should read, or as most things, is somewhere in the middle. All right, I'll probably bring this up a few times over the next couple of episodes, but I am going to be using the lingo that the online, let's call it dating, uh, men's community uses. Um, The first time I use a word, I will uh, break it down a bit based on, you know, sort of what that means because there's a lot of slang and jargon. If I have not explained what some slang means or you're curious, feel free to hit me up on Instagram and i'll make sure to include uh the definition for uh, that particular term in the next episode so the book starts off with um, him talking about one itis and one itis being a myth and the problems that come from uh one itis i don't have any problems with this and what one itis is is that men tend to get fixated on one particular person uh that they meet that they run into, especially if this girl likes them and they don't get a lot of attention, right? And they believe that this is the only one for them. Uh, one is basically synonymous with soulmates, um, only it tends to come like really, really early in meeting someone. Now his big point is that there is no such thing as uh, the one for any particular person there is a certain type of person that you get along with and that men um or people in general but this is a male focus book right sacrifice too much of what they want to do or themselves in exchange for this one in quotation marks even if this person doesn't treat them uh you know the way they should be treated quote um he talks about people women in general trying to build a better beta Or uh, dudes trying to turn hoes into housewives over this particular misconception. Uh, Now, the alpha beta terminology is basically used as um, internet slang. And I'm really not a super fan of alpha and beta as a thing. I prefer high value and low value behaviors because that's really what it is. However, um, when discussing the traits, um, alpha and beta are just what people have been using. So we'll just roll with that uh, while we discuss the book. Now, it's interesting that he hasn't gotten to, like, describing what he believes alpha traits are yet. Um, but maybe we'll get to that sometime in the future. In any case, just to jump back on the one thing here, the only issue I have is that it seems to come at it from a women are pushing this angle as some sort of secret control mechanism on men. I, my mom, never. Told me that there was only one person out there uh, for any particular person. No one in my family has ever brought up that sort of thing, um, and maybe that comes from other people uh, might have different experiences than I have. Obviously, if anything, the there's someone out there for everyone, and everybody gets this one thing is more of a Tiz, a TV Disney thing than something that is pushed by women as a way of getting men to adjust their behavior. To, uh, you know, some girls nonsense because she met and they fell in love and then, you know, things started acting up in the relationship or whatever happens to come out of this sort of thing. To me, the everybody has one partner thing also tends to be some sort of sex slash purity test um, that happens to be big and people who, um, you know, largely in Christian circles, basically, or any sort of Abrahamic religion generally based on uh, sex being linked to purity or one's part one person being better uh, based on you know keeping their virginity into marriage i don't know given that women don't control the church and you know most religions don't even allow women to be preachers i don't know where he got that this was some sort of uh, feminization tactic from and maybe he'll get to it later in the book maybe you're supposed to come into the book with some previous uh understanding from some blog writings that he's gotten um, hasn't really explained that. I will say that I agree that people should not try to adjust people into being like what they would want them to be. If you meet someone and you know they're like, oh, if they just changed one or two or these things about them, they would be perfect. Then they're not perfect. And generally, it's the scarcity mindset that I'll never find another woman, so I'll just get along or go along with whatever this one happens to be doing, even if I don't like it, you know, X percentage of the time tends to be the culprit for why people bend themselves backwards when they shouldn't um, and not some women ruling uh, the social world sort of thing. Now, um, he then moves on to power and what his definition of power is, um, especially when relating to other people, and it's that the one with the most power is the one who needs the other the least no issues with that i mean that's just the way sort of negotiations work um now he did make a point to say that people shouldn't wield this sort of power as a weapon like to manipulate their partners in a relationship and obviously i agree with that just that in any sort of um interactions between two people There will be a power difference based on who's willing to walk away and who is not willing to walk away. The person willing to mold themselves more to please the other person is in a uh, subservient position. And then guys tend to sort of placate themselves uh, to what women's demands, even if they are unreasonable, because uh, they don't understand the value that they bring to a relationship. Right. They're just sort of happy that anyone noticed them. Now, I'll agree that too many people don't set proper boundaries for themselves, um, compromise where they shouldn't, and then their partners end up losing you know, respect for them. And I don't think a lot of this happens on a conscious level. It happens on an unconscious level. Uh, we have to remember that in a relationship, there are a couple different aspects at play, uh, especially when it comes to male and female dynamics, one of which is that women are seeking security and obviously we know that they can pay for their own stuff at this point but like the uh the way we live now is not the way that we evolved. so just go with me here for a bit so how can she tell if you were still the guy that you portrayed yourself to be um and that's going to be through how you act and how you respond to various activities now people shouldn't test each other and you should have trust um and you should be able to Verbalize these things, but obviously, not everybody has maturity to know what's going on in a relationship or the skills to express uh, what's going on in their head. So, sometimes you have these little tests called shit tests where things are uh, sometimes people do things, and if you acquiesce to whatever the test is, then you fail the test. Now, this doesn't happen super often in relationships because if you conveyed yourself as the person that you actually are. Then you won't have this problem. You tend to see this happen if you uh, once you start talking to a lot of girls, and she'll you know you'll get the thing. Oh, do you do this? Do you try this line on all the girls, right? Uh, she is not looking for a real answer to that, uh, so I just give a joking response and sort of just move on with the conversation. Like this is not a non-issue. If you take that sort of thing seriously, that is called that is quote unquote failing the test, right? Because she has to see where you are uh, or where you believe yourself to be frankly in relation to her and she's going to be okay with that in any case you saw the majority of shenanigans that could happen in a relationship just with setting and maintaining proper boundaries right this is this is the type of behavior that i've agreed is acceptable that we've agreed is acceptable to both of us in this relationship and we are going to uphold that if they are you know this line stepping you just don't let that slide a whole entire point of a boundary is that a boundary has consequences whether it's just you leaving obviously or that you guys sitting down having to talk about some things Um, but the point is that if someone does something that you don't agree with that hurts right because hey you know we had some trust here and it was broken you don't just let that happen repeatedly Um, if anybody's doing that out there they obviously need to stop it now he makes the claim multiple times in the book that we are living in a feminine matrix but never backs that with any evidence not sure if he is blaming women for a sort, some sort of feminization, quote unquote, of society or if he's going to give any sort of uh, evidence for this. Given that we're still early in the book, I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt for now. But just because it comes up so often, I thought it was important to note. Now, um, he goes into his definition of personal power, which is the degree to which a person has control over their circumstances. Uh, no problem with that as well. He says the ability to make your own decisions and live with the results is what drives confidence. No problem with that either. It all seems normal and standard to me. In fact, one of the big things that separates an, um, a man from a boy is the willingness to accept the consequences for your actions. Um, and we talked about that in the Iron John series uh, when we broke that book down. Now you can't negotiate desire um, is basically what he talks about next and that obligated desire based on exchange isn't the same as the heat at the start of a relationship and this is where a lot of people end up because as dudes we have fairly logical minds right and it's like if i do these things then i will be worthy of sex Uh, tends to be a lot of dudes thought processes Now, as far as his point about you can't negotiate desire, I'm going to agree with that as well. Um, Once people start sleeping together based on obligation and not because they actually like each other and want to do so, um, you're probably going down to the end of the relationship there. Um, His solution to the desire problem, though, I have an issue with unless I misunderstood what he was saying. But he states that women don't want to know everything about a guy and that the unknown parts of what drive their imagination and thus desire. Basically, the more they can't control a guy, uh, the more they're going to be willing to sleep with him as a way of control, right? Um, exercising a, an ability to keep him in a relationship uh, so that he doesn't go seek out other sexual partners. Partners that comfort and famili- familiarity. Excuse me. Kill drive. Now, at the start of a relationship, you should just be vomiting everything about yourself on to someone else, you know, on the first few dates. These are light, fluffy, get-to-know-each-other sort of times. Not let me tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. Um, When people haven't earned uh, the right to that sort of information, it comes across as weird and needy, and we have spoken about that in some of the earlier Social Dynamics episodes as well. Um, However, uh, keeping parts of yourself hidden from someone as a way to keep sexual drive high is not the way uh, to do it. In fact, I disagree with the, the statement in general that sex dies down in a relationship due to familiarity. Uh, that just outright ignores the neurochemistry response that is discussed in both the male and the female brain books by Dr. Luan Um That early passion when meeting someone is driven by the chemistry of let's make a baby, which is entirely different from the neurochemistry After you've been with someone for a while, which is that the body is saying we should have a baby now and that we don't have sex all the time driven just naturally uh, because they think that there should be a baby around that you have to care for. The solution here, in my opinion, and this is all assuming that you have selected well, so you knew what you wanted. You didn't choose to get in a relationship based on scarcity, a.k.a. I don't think I can get another girl, so I'm just going to settle for this one. Um, and that she had values that matched yours, um, and what you are looking for long-term. Um, and we talked about this sort of stuff in the purpose and boundaries episode, just about how to set what you're looking for, uh, when you meet a woman in general and when well, you meet anybody in general, um, the women specific things are covered in the Mark Manson model stuff, but, um, assuming you selected well and you are with a good partner sexual desire becomes a thing of does she feel seen and appreciated by you which is going to vary based on personality from person to person uh, this is something you're just going to have to talk about at some point and all of the above assumes you have stayed the person you portrayed yourself to be before you entered anything monogamous or long term so say you guys sort of dated and it was open or whatever, because you weren't sure if this was something sort of, um, you know, worthy of doing a long term relationship, but you were filling each other out. If you were just putting on an act, so you were like, I don't really want to fix my general behaviors. I'm just going to learn how to run through a routine and I'm going to run this routine long enough uh, to eventually get some girl to fall for. It. If you were just putting on an act, um, obviously that's going to fall apart. Um, Same if you completely let yourself go once the relationship started. Leadership isn't about what you say, but how you act. And if you get fat and lazy, expect her to follow and or lose interest. Um, This is why before I even got into this is some tactical things that you should do or can do when dating women to drive attraction. Um, We started with who you want to be and why you should be striving to be a better person. Um, An easy example of this is that if you're, you know, a little bit younger of a guy and you go out and party all the time, or hell, if you're a little bit older of a guy and you go out and party all the time, if you are dating party girls, they are going to stay as party girls. You can't convert them from party girls into people who want to stay at home all the time. So if you only go out because you're trying to meet women and not because you like this particular activity, uh, once you get together with her, she's going to expect you to do whatever it was that you were doing. Right? You have to maintain that exact same, you have to keep that same energy. You don't just change it to a different person and expect them to stay and be happy with that. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so assuming all of the previous stuff that we just talked about is fine, and you're both still sexually attracted to each other and in this thing for the long term, uh, the only other thing, guys, you have to remember is that women are not men. Uh, so my favorite thing here is that men are like microwaves and women are more like ovens um occasionally your woman will just wake up and want to have sex immediately with not that much foreplay or sort of warm-up involved uh which is just generally how dudes work right you see her you're like ah, i feel good let's have sex um a lot of time women take more time to warm up to the idea right uh you have to do things throughout the day or maybe send little text messages be cute but you generally have to have an air of romance and make sure you're still continuing to date her Like we talked about before, if you guys haven't been out to do anything, um, or, you know, done anything where like you were really sharing quality time, then of course she's not going to be as attracted to you because remember it takes actual effort to maintain this connection now because the neurochemistry isn't just defaulting and doing it for you because it is make a baby time in your brain's, uh, clock, right? The new person clock. And now a brief word from one of our sponsors audible hey so we have all heard that knowledge is power so if knowledge is power access and the ability to digest that knowledge is a superpower uh, however not all of us have time to sit and read at the end of a day in our busy lives full of hustle and bustle we are always on the move and in the middle of working long hours trying to get things done working on side projects or frankly, just taking care of yourself and your family, you may not have time to sit down and read. And that's why I love Audible. Audible allows you to take advantage of those transition moments, like the gym, like your drive to work, like cooking, to install new knowledge that you did not have before to help take you from where you are now to where you want to be. There are thousands of titles available on Audible, including bestsellers like Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is Away, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, and others. Start your 30-day trial today and your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash truemppodcast to get started. That's audibletrial.com slash T-R-U-E mp podcast and now back to the show anyway to put a cap on that if you haven't been putting any effort throughout the day to show her that you still desire her and find her physically attractive um she's not just nine times out of ten not just gonna want to jump your bones at the end of the night with zero uh effort in it from you that's just the way it works guys he then goes into sexual dynamics between the sexes and this is all to me assuming that there's no child support in play right so what did the world look like before you had governments um, and bigger tribes so um, you know we talked about this over the models episodes but the short version is is that women are trying to uh, wrangle the highest value made to have children with who will also stay and help them raise said children because raising children is hard and on a savannah somewhere being pregnant is going to expose you to more danger. Well, dudes um sort of have two models that they can go to the uh the version of this that was exploited more often uh when dudes could get away with it was just they would just have as many kids as possible because there was no reason for them to stay to take care of them and you would assume that one of them would make it um and this is some people's mindsets uh some dudes would stay And, you know, okay, instead of having a bunch of random kids and just hoping that she could do it on her own, um, you know, one of these women could do it on their own. I will stay with this one. We're going to couple off and I'm going to put I'm going to invest time and effort into these particular children and this relationship to make sure that they get old enough to have children. That is the short version of the evolutionary theory um, that guys in the pickup community have gone with. But he uh, he loses me here saying that more men don't do this sort of thing where they have a bunch of, uh, you know, baby mamas and don't stay around and take care of them um, because and he says that women invented social convention as a way of reigning guys in. Um, well, this is confusing to me because, I mean, prior to when the Child Support Act was signed into law, by President Gerald Ford, uh, dudes did this very same thing. I mean, if you've seen Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, where when people got divorced, like single dudes did not raise children. It was just an understood thing that the woman's going to take them, and then she's just gonna have to sort of find a way uh, to deal with things, you know, before uh, child support became a thing where the government just like, yo, we're gonna garnish your check um, up to 50% in some places based on how many kids you have, uh, because you should be supporting these children. That's not a woman's thing. Um, A dude signed that into law. So I'm just sort of confused about the shaming aspect. Um, Now, obviously, based on some people's moral values, and we live in a society with a Christian basis, whether you go to church or not, um, you know, a lot of the social morals that we have come down from that, um, that lineage, right? So I think that's more the case, unless that women invented this way of controlling dudes' which involved social stigma, and frankly, if you were the type of dude who um, had the ability to just sort of pull multiple women like that, the amount of care that you're going to give to women complaining about at you about having children and not staying around to father them while they still uh, have sex with you to make more children is zero. Uh, why would you give any credence to that? There's zero consequences for things that you are doing also i think that gives women way too much power in general like there aren't two uh you know like men and women aren't both involved in social social dynamics and that some guys uh, regardless of women's opinions w- wouldn't think that someone should at least be somewhat involved in raising children um their own children right um is a little silly to me i mean the book itself uh so far from what i've seen like i said i'm only three hours in has some decent points, but it just comes back to a lot of this stuff being the fault of the feminization, quote unquote, of society or just women in general. Now, uh, we've talked about, you know, guys generally not um, being strong enough men or having the qualities that we should have and why we suffer um, and why the people in our lives suffer because of it. Uh, But I don't think it's that a lot of that comes from some sort of secret women's agenda to turn dudes into that i just think we need better skills um and we need to update these sort of things because as discussed men in previous generations didn't have to deal with the social dynamics we do because you don't have to be as good of a guy when she can't go anywhere next is a small section on cheating which he says comes from the fact that um if they have boring provider aka beta males at home and that don't arouse them sexually or isn't as exciting as the pool boy or some random guy she meets on vacation uh she will step out of the boundaries of the relationship if she can get away with it now cheating does happen obviously um and men cheat and women cheat so it's, it's hard to just sort of blame this on one sex and there's a various uh not that i'm making excuses for anybody cheating right if you have terms of a relationship that you've agreed to uh, you should stick to those terms, but there are various things that happen um, in relationships that people's way out of it is to step out of the relationship as a way of forcing a conversation. Um, we all don't talk about the things that we should talk about um, before we you know do something that we may regret. But uh, basically his point here is that a lot of the cheating is sort of uh, done because of the the tension. Between the the two modes of dating that um, women have evolutionarily in the pickup community, which is they are trying to wrangle down the most high value male possible, uh, while also finding someone who will stay. So one of the uh, talked about sort of ways of getting this done is to is to pick a guy who will stay, even if he's not the highest value guy that you could get, and then cheat on him with the exciting guy. Um, who knows how often this actually happens? I mean, people get cheated on and I'm sure it does happen. Uh, you can avoid a lot of this stuff just by making sure that you select correctly beforehand, you know, generally, if someone's going to be like this it's probably because you tried to save them and they were already sort of a mess. Uh, when you met them, uh, you can avoid a whole lot of things, which is setting standards and boundaries and then adhering to those standards and boundaries. So then we move on into some of the basics of dating here. And he says that a lot of guys will do a ton of shit to avoid uh, rejection and that the majority of things that he sees, um, you know, dating techniques or stuff that people talk about is to avoid rejection. And I'll agree with this here. Um, If you're going to talk to somebody, you need to do it in person. Uh, I know we're doing a lot of online dating these days and everybody swipes, but that should not be your main method of communicating with the opposite sex. There's a lot of things that go on um, because you're missing the physical component in front of you uh, that you'll have to deal with when dating online like we talked about previously. But the the big one being that since the majority of dudes cannot, it will not approach because someone's saying they're not interested hurts too much uh, to someone's face that you're going to put yourself, the competition is just not as fierce uh, when you're willing to sort of ban up Go up and talk to her right instead of uh you know just hoping that the stars align and you swipe and she happens to swipe onto you that you somehow manage to get her out in person somewhere i'll agree with this Um, some things are fine just make sure you're not leaning on the technology as a crutch Um, you still need to do the majority of your talking or game in person that's where you're going to get things done that's where you're going to be able to tell if the vibe works Um, you can't do any of that over the phone we lose too much uh, without being in front of each other. And, you know, sometimes they hurt. But the the more used that you get to, like, this is not that big of a deal. And you start to use rejection, in quotation marks, as a way of filtering out the women that you do not want, the better your relationships are going to be on the outside, uh, whether monogamous or not. You want people in your life that, one, you actually like, and two, who actually like you not people who were lukewarm towards you because you pretended to be something that you were not or that you pretended to be fine with behaviors that you were not anyway after this we dip our toes back into uh, like I said before what the dating communities call alpha behavior alpha and beta male behavior right now um, still hasn't really defined what uh, he means by these characteristics he spent most of this time just sort of saying that, uh, what people define as these things tends to fit into a box of things that they're comfortable with. Uh, I'm going to agree with this as well. You have FMLs who are in jail, right? due to ran, a sort of gang or whatever like that. It's a leader of sorts, even if the behavior is negative. And that being alpha has nothing to do with also doing, you know positive things in the community and is more of a set of behaviors. What you choose to do with those things uh, depends on who you are as a person. Um, no issues with that right there's just some behaviors that you should choose uh, not to exercise because frankly doing those things will be a detriment to what you want long term Um, and then like the only definition he actually gave here is that he has some rules and I believe number 16 of his was to maximize your strengths to minimize your weaknesses Uh, so basically things uh, picking up girls Or dating in general is going to be easier for you in situations where you have high social value because you are good at a skill or people know you and not to uh, put yourself in situations where you uh, one of your weaker skills is going to be what you would need uh, to get laid. So, for example, if you can't dance or afraid of dancing or don't like dancing, don't go to clubs. And if you're good at speaking, maybe you should try some sort of mixer or a lounge event where there will be less dancing but more opportunities to talk um i don't have any issues with that now i'm not surprised that uh you know as far as some of the base concepts i agree with um form follows function right so any guy who is able to go out and talk to women and see any sort of success is following um, some base general rules right Um, there are just social things that you need to do to appear attractive and there are certain social behaviors that are unattractive. Um, what I really more disagree with is that there's just a lot of blaming uh, women for the feminization of, of, of boys, X, Y, Z, right? Um, and I'm just really waiting on the evidence of how this is some sort of secret women's plot to make men weak. Or um, if it's just more likely that these are the social dynamics, right? That if you, if people know you, they try to keep you at that same little box. Um, regardless of if that box is good for you or not, if you're trying to break out of it, people tend to sort of shame you back into behaviors because once you start making changes, it makes them realize that they could also make changes. People don't want that cognitive dissonance. So they're just going to try to put you back inside the box that makes them feel comfortable. And you're always going to have people who like to run their mouths about how you live your life because that's not how they would do it or they don't like what you have to do, uh, what you're doing, right? Uh, fuck those people. If you don't like me, you don't need to be in my in my life or deal with my stuff, but you are not my parent and I am a grown-ass man, right? So don't try to put me or parent me at this point. In any case, that's as far as I got. Uh, so we're going to end this week's episode they're interesting stuff so far i feel like it bashes uh women or the feminine a little too much uh for my taste but uh you know it's got some truths in it as well which i figured it would uh so we'll continue to go down the rabbit hole as the weeks uh, as the weeks go on and just see how it goes so i uh, love you guys be good to each other and i will see you next week Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, If you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.